So it's Trinity Sunday. You've probably heard it all before. Where the priest tells you that the Trinity is completely incomprehensible to us. And then the priest goes on for about ten minutes to explain it. I've heard about the Trinity being explained as three lines drawn on top of each other. A light bulb. A mirror. Compared to the internet. To performing a piece of music. I'm sure you've heard others. But today, I'd like us to focus on the fourth element of the Trinity, which is the relationships. Our God is a God of relationships, which is made clear to us by our Jewish brothers and sisters in the Old Testament. God walked with Adam and Eve in the coolness of the evening in the Garden of Eden. God allowed Abraham to bargain with him about how many righteous people needed to be in the city so that it could be spared. And today, in our first reading, Moses sings a praise to God for being in the pillar of fire, for creating a nation out of a disparate group of people. And he says, did anything so great ever happen before? Our God, who wants to be in such close relationship with us. And the New Testament kicks it up, a whole bunch of notches. God came among us as a person and walked with us, demonstrated for us what it meant to live in union with God. Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit, the God that dwells within us, so that we could learn to live like Jesus and to have that same radical intimacy with God. And when we do not know how to pray, the Holy Spirit within us still finds a way for us to communicate with our God. God so loved us that God created the world. God is so personable that God walks beside us. God is so close to us that God dwells within us. And God is creator. God is redeemer. God is sanctifier. Is in perfect relationship in those persons, one with another. And we simply cannot grasp what that means. But one thing we can say in Christianity is that the idea of God itself has built into it the idea of mutual love and respect. So what do we do with that? A God of mutual love and respect. It's simple. We live our lives showing mutual love and respect for one another. But there's a trick to that. You see, by ourselves, we can't do anything mutual. All we can do is show love and respect to other people and hope that they will love and respect us in return. Too often, we wait. We don't want to show love and respect until we're sure we're going to get it back. And that's when we fail to be the people of God. So I would like to take a few moments to recognize some people who I think are wonderful role models for showing love and respect to other people and not worrying 
about if it's returned to them. The first are my friends John and Tamara. John's with us today. They've raised five wonderful, talented children. But when those talented children of theirs graduated from high school, they did not allow them to throw a party to celebrate what they had done. They instead, with each of those five children, had them give an appreciation dinner for the teachers that they had had. The second one I'd like to recognize is Vinnie McKiernan. For many people in Columbus and the whole central Ohio region, Vinnie is the personification of God's love and respect. Within the Paulists, the larger Paulist community around the country and in Canada and Rome, Vinnie is the most vocal advocate for us Paulists expressing our love and respect for one another. I've only been with the Paulists a few years, but I've already collected a number of cards and notes that Vinnie has written to me that I cherish. And then I'd like to recognize the so many people who are here tonight who spent the time and the money to go to New York City two weekends ago to be at the ordination. And for those of you who couldn't be there, who sent messages of love and prayers. A lot of people have asked me what it's felt like. I still don't know what it's like to be a priest. <laughs> Maybe when I get back to Tennessee and I start my regular routine, I'll, I'll figure it out. But by far, the most amazing thing that has happened is to experience the love of so many people. And I choke up whenever I talk about it. So thank you. But how about us here and now? How do we express love and respect for one another? Can we push ourselves to express that love and respect without worrying about what we receive in return? Well, I would like to offer a specific challenge to those people who will be leaving the Columbus area in the next few weeks or months. Those of you who are graduating from high school, who are going away to college, college seniors and graduate students, people who are moving to new jobs and other places. Two ways I'd like to challenge you. The first one, think of two or three professors or teachers or co-workers who have really made an impact on you. Find them in the next two weeks. Seek them out face to face and tell them what they meant to you. That's the first one. The second one is, make a list of the friends that you want to stay in contact with who will remain here in Columbus. And then, those people that you really want to stay in contact with, find them. Talk to them face to face. Tell them that you want to stay in contact with them. Tell them why you want to stay in contact with them. And then with them, brainstorm how you will actually do that. It's a different way of saying goodbye. It's a saying goodbye that requires some risk. To tell someone how much they've meant to you when you don't know necessarily what you mean to them. 
But God, God as Father, God as Son, God as Holy Spirit, loves us unconditionally. And each person within God loves the others unconditionally. If we, if we could learn to express unconditional love to one another, perhaps more people would come to understand how much God loves them.